Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. Welcome back to 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor filling in for Bruce Hooley on The Bruce Hooley Show. Did you know that you don't have to join a union in order to get a government job? And if you do get a government job, that you can't be required to pay union dues if you don't want to join the union? It's true. The U.S. Supreme Court said so five years ago in the Janus v. AFSCME case. What does that mean? It means if you're in a union and don't want to be, that you can opt out. And you can do that by going to optouttoday.com. That's optouttoday.com. Thanks to the Freedom Foundation, you can do that easily and seamlessly. The Freedom Foundation has been helping free government employees from union bondage since the Supreme Court decision, helping employees save on average $1,100 per year. And the bonus, those dollars don't get to union bosses, who we know 97% of the time fund progressive candidates and activism that you don't believe in. So thank you to the Freedom Foundation for their work. Again, check out optouttoday.com. That's optouttoday.com. Today, I'm going to ask you to pray for Israel, for our world, for the leadership of the United States. It's never been more evident how important strength is during trying times and how weak we are right now as a country. In fact, I want to play a clip for you uh, from GOP presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy who's talking about weakness. United States to the same. And so we can do some things to prevent that, secure our border, stop funding. I mean, I think one of the things that's been wrong in the U.S. is we have a bad habit while we're bankrupt, funding both sides of wars that should have been avoided in the first place. Look at the money that's indirectly found its way to Hamas, the $6 billion paid to Iran in the recent ransom. That was a disaster Yet we're effectively now funding both sides of a war that we shouldn't have been in in the first place in places like Russia and Ukraine even. Think about how we hampered oil production in the United States and then now has funding, U.S. funding going to Ukraine in fighting back against Russia. It's a bad habit in the United States and we need leaders here who will look after what advances American interests. Now, you may have missed the beginning of that clip, so let me just replay the first five, five or ten seconds there. One of the things that we need to wake up to is that we're vulnerable here in the United States to the same. And so we can do some things to prevent that, secure our border, stop funding. We are vulnerable 
in the United States. Of course we are. We lack leadership in the executive branch. Joe Biden knocked off yesterday at noon. Did you know that? He put a lid on comments after that. It was sleepy time for Joe. He, he just didn't want to deal with it anymore. And I don't know if you missed what his State Department did in the wake of the atrocious attacks from Hamas terrorists in Israel. His State Department put out a tweet. And the tweet said they condemned the attacks and the brutal violence, but warned Israel that retaliation and violence wasn't the answer. I want you to think about that for a minute. The death toll in Israel per capita would be about like someone coming in and wiping out a 30,000-person small town in America. I want you to think about a foreign government telling you if that happened here in the United States that it was bad, they shouldn't have done it, but don't you dare retaliate. Don't you dare return violence. Don't you dare try to control or quash the evil that just came against you. Are you kidding me? I mean, in a lot of ways, what happened over the weekend, it was a surprise attack. And it was, it was the worst surprise attack uh, in 50 years there in Israel. And I think that was uh, about 50 years ago to the date, Yom Kippur, is when it happened last time. But it felt like September 11th. Can you imagine someone telling America in the wake of September 11th, don't you dare go after the terrorists. Don't return violence with violence. Just chill out. We'll figure this out globally. We'll, we'll broker. We'll negotiate a deal here. You're crazy, Joe Biden. You lack leadership. Actually, you don't lack leadership. You lack the kind of leadership America needs. You are a leader. You're a leader whose puppet strings are being pulled by Barack Obama in his third term. Who wants a global government where America is not first. And by the way, if you don't think that's happening, you better wake up. The United States released $6 billion to Iran last month. I already hear you. Well, but that, that money was only going to go for food and, and uh, other things. And uh... Okay, you're a household. Let's say that things are tight for you, but somebody commits a bunch of money and they say you can only use this money for this part of your budget (laughs) what's your human nature you take everything that was already allocated for that part of the budget and you move it over to this other part of the budget pretending that six billion dollars didn't impact iran's decision making is stupid so we're releasing money to iran iran through old relationships, is chummy with Russia. True story. In Russia, after mass sanctions occurred because the crazy Vladimir Putin 
invaded Ukraine is not an ally with China. They said we're not allies. We're better than allies. Russia, Iran, China. That's a new world order. And by the way, they're all partnering. BRIC. We'll talk about BRIC later on. They're all partnering to create a new currency that would lock America out of global leadership. We lack leadership that puts America first. Why does putting America first matter? Because when you get beyond all the crazy propaganda being pitched to our kids in schools, and by the way, you don't think, you don't think it's crazy? Get some of the clips downloaded and listen to them. To these crazy people protesting in places like New York City, celebrating the fact that Israel is under attack. Not just under attack. You can't look at what went on in Israel and not believe that evil doesn't exist. They paraded a naked woman through the city, her, her, her corpse. They're, behead, they're beheading people with garden tools. And we have people in America celebrating that. Why? Because they're buying into the garbage that terrorists are pitching globally, death to America. And guess what? It's not just terrorist organizations who are pitching it. People in our schools are teaching our kids. Not about America being a more perfect union, but about America being imperfect from its birth and how evil we are, how bad capitalism is how inherently racist and bad white people are or other people are because of their skin color. Martin Luther King Jr. is rolling over in his grave right now. It's about content of character, not color of skin. But you know what? If you say that out in crazy world, which is the world we live in, you get marked as what? A conspiracist, a white supremacist, a racist. We need to pray for Israel, for our world for leadership in this country. You don't believe me? You don't believe me that that, that this is uh, going to take a, a crazy turn if we don't stop it at the train station right now? Let me tell you how this is going to play out. Let me tell you how this is going to be covered in the weeks ahead. Here's how it's going to be covered. You're going to hear mainstream outlets say, Israel is over-responding. They're over-responding. I can't believe they're doing this. You know, it was just, it was it was a slight series of attacks, and now it's a full-scale war. And uh, can you believe what they're doing? Can you believe what the Israelis are doing? They're barbaric. You don't think that's going to happen? Watch. And then we'll talk about why it's happening later. Stay tuned to The Bruce Woolley Show. Welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. We've spent a lot of time today and several episodes over the past few weeks talking about issue one. And I'm a strong no. Why? Because I believe healthy kids should have a life. I believe parents should have rights to direct the health and education decisions of their children. Not the state. Not the political radicals who are coming for our kids. And they are. They're coming for the kids in the womb and the kids in the classroom. 
But there's more than issue one on the ballot. Several locations around the Buckeye State will select who will govern the goings-on in school districts. Now, this matters, by the way, because Ohio is a local control state, meaning that the boards and superintendents have authority to protect our kids, or worse, to promote progressive political agendas. One of the races on the ballot is in Buckeye Valley, and right now I'm joined on the Legacy on Possum Run phone line by Troy Jeffrey. Troy is a candidate for school board in Buckeye Valley. Troy, welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. How are you this morning, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Hey, it's an honor to have you. Uh, So we'll start with uh, first things first. Uh, We live in a crazy world. And uh, school school board videos were um, viral over the past couple of years because of what goes on there. Uh, Why are you running? Why are you doing this? Yeah, so, um, you know, I'll start by saying um, I, I've been in education for 16 years. Um, I'm still a current teacher, um, you know, and I've, I have I've gone through and have advanced degree in educational leadership administration. Um, and I, I do I do believe it's good to have an educator, too, on the school board. Um, obviously, you know, kind of boots on the ground sort, sort of thing. Yep. Um, personally, I've got four children. I've got two current parents and two future ones on the way. So we're, we're in this for the long haul. And, uh, you know, I think we've, you know, I think with school boards, I think we need to get back to focus on education. You, you know, you've kind of alluded to some of the outside agendas and things that have come on, and we're, we're trying to steer away from that. So That's refreshing uh, to hear. You know, uh, I always believed, I, I, the most, one of the most powerful statements I've ever heard in my life, it applied to economics and life. I never forget a high school teacher said to me, he was, he was explaining opportunity cost. He said, you judge the value of what you got in terms of what you had to give up to get what you got. And he said, really, Jack, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is you have limited time and resources. Use them wisely. I mean, that's true in the classroom. We just came out of COVID where kids were locked out of schools, where parents were thrust into the role of being educator and full-time breadwinner. And we're seeing a hit. We're seeing a hit to their performance. And right now should be the time that we're ratcheting up the focus on reading, writing, math, science, and those types of things. So what is your platform? What is your message to our listeners and to voters in the Buckeye Valley School District, what are you going to make sure is done with that time to produce optimal outputs? Sure. Well, you know, you hit on the pandemic and, you know, the loss uh, educational time there. I mean, you know, the old, old saying, you know, best, abil- best ability is availability certainly uh, applies here. So, you know, one of our focuses is just getting kids back in school. Um, I know at our elementary schools, our administrators have done a great job of, you know, creating competitions and opportunities, you know, to, you know, get kids back in the classroom, get kids excited. So we're trying to do that. Um, you know, again, we're making the focus on education and BB, and I, I'm really excited. we got a lot of great things going on. Our light, latest state report card, we have a 4.5 overall rating. We only have about five districts ahead of us in central Ohio, so, you know, we keep climbing up the ladder. And, again, it's, it is, it's what you said, back to basics. We've got a new phonics program we implemented in the elementary back in January. It's paying huge dividends. We're seeing great growth there. At the middle, kind of more at the middle levels, we've got a BB Academy we started this year. For our fifth graders, that will carry on all the way through eighth grade for parents that want to send their kids down that path, which, again, is another thing I'm a big advocate for. You know, we want parental choice, right? So, yep. you know, if the academy is something for you, you can send your kids to that. It also alleviated some of our overcrowding in the elementary schools. We've got that going. And then, um, you know, if you, if you tuned into the last board meeting, um, our, our facilities advisory committee did a fantastic job putting together a presentation I'm um, an opportunity for us to build a new high school and, and potentially get that on the ballot as early as spring. So, you know, um, from an education standpoint, you know, we've got stuff going on at all three levels. I mean, I'm excited. I love the growth. I think we're on the right track. 
Um, and just some other things that, you know, on my platform, uh, school security, I think that has to be a priority in, in the day and age we live in. Sadly, that's got to be important. Um, since I've come on last June, I'm really proud of the progress we've made as a board and as a leadership team. We've, you know, we've added more cameras, more uh, cement barriers. We added a middle school vegetable. And one of the things I'm really proud of is we are the only district in, uh, in, in Delaware County to have a one-to-one full-time resource officer ratio in our buildings, which I'm very proud of. And I, I love the work those men and women do to help our kids every day. That's uh, fantastic. So you said you have a one-to-one uh, ratio of school resource officers uh, to buildings, right? Is that what you're saying? Or, or, Correct. Oh, wow. Correct. That's awesome. You know, uh, we, we talked earlier to a board candidate, and, you know, it really makes sense to me, these types of common sense school, school security choices and measures. There, there's, a, there's, a, there's an amount of time uh, from the start of some sort of horrible attack and, and the time that law enforcement gets there to do something about it. And so – Making sure that you have cement barriers and that you have uh, make things that make it harder for an intruder to get into the into the classroom and do the damage um, that that's really good news. Let me ask you this, and, and I may have missed this: Are you currently on the board and running again, or are you seeking uh, a board position for the first time? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, so we had a board member um, in June of twenty twenty two that had to step down uh, due to some health issues, so um, I was appointed to finish out uh, his term. And then now I'm running here in November, um, you know, for a new four-year term. So, yes, I've had, I have about a year and a half um, experience on the board. So one of the things that's really important, I think, I, I call it the law of contrast, right? You look at what the other options are. Uh, and I'm going to put you on the hot seat here. What's the difference between you and other people who are running? Because I think a lot of people go, well, you know, so-and-so is a good person and this guy seems like a good guy. But when you get to the crux of it, what is the difference? What do you bring that some of these other candidates don't? Sure. I think, again, a few things. Um, again, I think being in, in the education world currently, I think that gives me a unique perspective. You know, I live this every day. I, you know, I kind of see how schools work, have an administrative background, those sorts of things. Um, and, you know, and I, I've been pretty straightforward, you know, about I'm, I'm an advocate of parental rights. I see these groups out here, you know, these parental right overreach groups and things. And I, I just I don't I don't believe in that. I believe that, you know, ed, schools are there to educate children and parents are there to parent. And, you know, I, I think there's pretty clear distinctions. And um, and so I'm going to continue to push for parental rights. You know, one of the things that we got done earlier in the year was, you know, with our high school sex ed class, you know, we always had it that students could opt out, but it was very unclear to parents how to go about it. It was a convoluted process. So just streamlining things like that. You know, if you have the option to opt out as a parent, then you should know that it should be clear, it should be straightforward and simplified. So, a lot, you know, it's, it's a lot of that, um, I guess, kind of thing. Like I said, I'm not going to back down from school security. That's a big one. We're going to continue to make sure, you know, we're sending our kids and our staff to school every day. They've got to be safe. Um, and so those are, you know, some major priorities. And, you know, and I've told people, you know, I think I have a year and a half now on the board to kind of see where I stand, where I voted. And so I think people can get a good sense of, you know, the direction we're going to continue to, um, to go down as, as BB continues to excel. So I love what you just said. And when we're out of time, I'll wrap up by saying this. Um, parents are there to parent. Education institutions are there to educate. And it's refreshing to hear that because I, I heard a former uh, Worthington board member say that parents were the bullies that kids needed protection from. So uh, if you want sanity, it's Troy Jeffrey. Troy's running for school board at Buckeye Valley. Thanks for joining us today, Troy.